Man, it's great to see everyone. My name is Zach. I'm the lead pastor here. I want to welcome you to church this morning. Uh, as Joe said, if this is your first time with us, we're so honored that you're here. We pray that gathering with us today would be an encouragement and an inspiration to you. We would help you encounter Jesus in a fresh way in your life. And if Antioch is your church home, it's great to see you and worship with you as we gather together to encounter the Lord. Uh, I want to say today we're going to be talking in this series called Recharge. And so if you are here today and you are tired, you are depleted, you are low battery today in this series is for you. Because we believe that as we come to the Lord in our need, that he is going to recharge us with his promises and his presence and his word. And so we're going to continue in that today. Uh, before we do that, though, just wanted to give you a little personal update on me and my family. Uh, one of our big values for Christina and myself and our relationship with God and our family and for our church is to lead from that place of hosting God's presence, to lead from that place of meeting with the Lord and being filled up in him. And so that's a value that we have. And over the last month, I've been around less here on Sundays, but I've not been around less in the sense of seeking God. We've actually been seeking the Lord in a fresh way over the month of June. I told you about that called Mountain Month. Well, I'm, I'm back. I'm excited. I'm excited to share with you what God's done in our lives. And I'm excited for what that means for our church, the places that God is going to be leading us uh, in, the, in the near future as we journey together in following Jesus. So it's great to see every and to be back together. We are going to be in Psalm 23 today. So if you'll open your Bibles and turn to Psalm 23, that's where we are going to be. Now, I know that we have all had this experience. You are needing your phone for something or you're needing your uh, iPad for something, or we were trying to have a video game tournament at my house this week and we pull out the Nintendo Switch and it's not charged. It's on low battery. That time where you need your device, you're counting on it, and you get the dreaded kind of it turns to yellow. You get the notification that you're at 5%. You're talking with someone. It's an important call. And they're like, hey, my battery is about to go out. You're on a run. You're out all the way out, and then your phone dies, and the podcast or the music that you were listening to goes away, and now you've got to Huff it all the way back with nothing to keep you entertained. We all know what it's like to be on low battery and to be looking for a charger, to be looking for a recharge. Eli, can you hand me that backpack that is right there on the floor? And in my house, as I imagine in your house, uh, we have a number of different ways that you can recharge a device. Some work better than others. Let me introduce you to some of our chargers. Charger number one. We all know this, the old faithful iPhone charger. You're looking for this when you need to recharge, plug in, plug it into your phone. Hopefully it works. I do have one charger where the cord no longer works. And so you get the hope that it's charging and then you check and no juice has gone to the battery. We've all experienced that. We've got this little charger, which I thought was great uh, for my phone until my kids taught me a secret. And you know, sometimes our kids teach us things about technology. They told me uh, that you could charge your phone with the iPad charger and it would go much faster. 
So if you didn't know that, free pro tip. So now when I need to charge my phone, this is what I look for. The bigger box, the faster charge. So you can charge your iPhone with a iPad charger. Sometimes you look for that for, uh, let's see where this other one is for Christmas. We got the great idea because, you know, sometimes you want to charge your phone at night so that it's ready to go during the day. We got the great idea to get my wife this bedside charger that you plug into and you lay your phone on it. And somehow through osmosis, you, you engineers, you can tell me your phone is supposed to recharge now. Huge letdown. I'm sure there are very expensive versions of these that work well. The Target, you know, $10, $15 version does not. So if you put your phone on this in hopes it's going to be recharged, it will after a few days. Okay, maybe not when you want to. And your phone heats up so hot while it's on here. So I don't recommend this charger. It might as well just not have your device charged rather than waiting for this guy. Uh, we all know the car charger. Now, car chargers regularly disappear from my car. I don't know how, but they always seem to be gone when I actually need them. Maybe you can relate. So one time recently, I was driving uh, on a road trip, and my phone is about to die. So I'm like, oh man, where's my charger? It's not there. So I pull over, like I've seen chargers in gas stations. I go in, I look around, I buy a generic charger from a gas station, come back to the car, plug it in. It actually doesn't work, but I've already driven off. So I'm not going to turn around and go back and try and, uh, you know, tell them I need my money back. So then I pull over at another place. I buy a second charger. I buy this guy. I plug it in and it works about 50% of the time. Sometimes it's plugged in and it works well. Sometimes you plug it in, but the charge doesn't go. Sometimes it goes in and out, in and out, in and out. And your phone goes bing, bing, bing. Every time the charger's kicked in. We all have these experiences. We know what it's like to be on empty. We know what it's like to need a charger for our device. And what I've seen as your pastor over the last 18 months, through the things that we have gone through collectively, and the things that we've been through individually that most of us come into this summer in need of a recharge, in need of our, our batteries are, are low and we need to find a charger and we need to find a better charger than the old bedside one that doesn't work very often. And I love summer because it's a natural time to recharge. You go to the pool, you get out in the sun. I know many of us have gone on vacation or on vacation right now. If you're on vacation and worshiping with us, we love you. Hope you have a great time on your vacation, right? We, we, we recharge naturally, but we also know that we need a spiritual recharge. And perhaps more than any of my time over the last decade pastoring this church, I can tell you that this summer, our community is in need of a spiritual recharge. Not because you've done anything wrong, but because you've spent yourself over the last 12 to 18 months navigating for us incredible challenges. And so you've spent your energy and now it's time to, re to recharge. And I'm so thankful that we have God's promises that help us recharge in our spirits. And my hope today as we go to God's word is not to tell you about a charger not to tell you the dynamics of how a charger works, but I want to lead you if you'll let me. I want to guide you if you'll let me to open up your heart 
to the recharger of the Holy Spirit ministering to us through God's word, that you would leave today with a fresh charge, that you would be filled up, not from the weak bedside table charger, but from the iPad charger that would reignite your soul, reignite your spirit this summer. That sound good to everyone? All right. So we're going to pull up to Psalm 23. This has been a psalm over the last several months that I have been going to very regularly, reading and praying over myself. It's a very famous psalm. But sometimes when you're in need of a charger, you don't want to find something new. You don't want to try out. Well, I saw this at Target. It looked cool. No, you want to go to Old Faithful, right? Psalm 23 is one of those old faithful places. And I've been letting it minister to me and letting God recharge me personally through it. And so I'm excited to get to share that with you and walk you through this place of recharging and refreshment. So if you'll take out your Bible, I love to encourage people during sermons that you would open up the word of God in front of yourself. I encourage you to take out something to take notes with, whether that be your phone or if you're on low battery or prefer it, we have journals right here behind the different columns where you can take one of those. We want to write down what God says. The reason we want to do that is because we believe we're a spirit-filled church and we believe that as we gather, that God wants to speak to you, that God wants to encourage you, that God wants to minister to you. And so I want to encourage you to write stuff down, to let it soak in in a fresh way. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Let's go back and we're actually going to read that together now. I want to encourage you to read this aloud along with me. So it'll be up on the screens. You can uh, read in the Bible or on your phone. It'll be out of the NIV version. We're going to read this aloud. Amen and amen. That's my nephew. He can do that. Okay, let's read this together. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen and amen. And the title of today's message is you have a good shepherd. You have a good shepherd. I want you to turn to the person on your right and tell them, you have a good shepherd. Tell them with a convincing face. Turn to the person on your left and tell them, I have a good shepherd. 
That's the big message that I want you to take away today. What I've come to tell you today is that you have a good shepherd and his name is Jesus. Now, I love listening to podcasts and audiobooks that explain the story behind the story. I love listening to uh, the story behind Chipotle and how it became to be so big, or the story behind WeWork, or the story behind different administrations in the White House. I love hearing kind of the backstory of how things came together. And I want you to imagine with me that we are now being taken into a new podcast from NPR or a new audible book, the backstory behind the greatest king of Israel, King David. And they're going to interview him about his secrets for success, his secrets for this life where he was a successful warrior, where he was an incredible poet and musician, where he was the greatest king that his nation had ever known, where he had this dynamic relationship with God, where for thousands of years later, people will read the words that he penned. We're going to be taken into the backstory of his life. That's what David shares with us here. Now imagine you're leaning in and you're trying to glean notes of success like you would from Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk about how did you build this incredible company. And we lean in with David and he says, the secret to my success, the secret to my life is that I have the Lord as my shepherd. Think about how stunning that would be. That's so different than what we would hear, what we would expect to hear. Normally we would expect to kind of people to praise, you know, themselves and their great ingenuity. They might say, well, the, the universe conspired to make me a success, right? They might praise their, their country or their school or their family. They might say it was karma, but David doesn't say any of that. He doesn't even say, I just followed my passions. I followed my heart. He doesn't say that. What does he say? He says, the Lord is my shepherd. He says, I have a good shepherd. That's the secret to my life. That's the secret to my life without lack is that I have a good shepherd. God's shepherding presence was the secret to his life of abundance. He had a good shepherd. Now, when I was a kid, there was a popular song when I was in high school uh, where the words of the song went like this. It was all over the radio one summer back when we listened to the radio. Uh, and it said this, uh, it, the, the words of the song were, tell me all your thoughts on God, because I'd really like to meet her and ask her why we are who we are. Tell me all your thoughts on God, because I'm on my way to see her. So tell me, am I very far? Am I very far now? And I remember hearing that song and I was like, that captures something that's going on inside of me of, I wonder what God is like. I didn't know if God was, was God the Father. I didn't know if it was her. Like this song was saying, I didn't know if it was it or a force, but I was like, I wonder what God is like. I want to know like who's out there and what's the purpose of life and why am I here and why am I the way that I am and all of those questions that so many of us have. And you may be here today. You may not say it the same way Dish Wallace said it, but you're saying it in your own language of, uh, God, are you out there? Are you real? What are you like? And you showed up at church today. You've come in here because you're like hoping to meet with God, hoping to find people who know God. 
And here we come to King David and he begins to describe not what God is like, not his thoughts on God, but he begins to share from his testimony and his experience. And he said, God is a shepherd, that this is who God is and this is what God is like. David spent many of his early years as a shepherd. He knew what it was to love sheep. He knew what it was to care for sheep. He knew what it was to provide for sheep. He knew what it was to guide sheep and defend sheep. And as he's in his life, he's explaining, you know, the way that I was kind of like a shepherd to sheep. That's really who God has been to me. That God has been the shepherd of my life. Now, that's not just his testimony. That's not just his experience. When Jesus comes, God was skin on and he opens up the curtain and he shows us in a greater and more clear way than we'd ever seen before. What God is like, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Meaning God was not just a shepherd to this great king long ago who did these amazing things, but that God, who he is, is a shepherd, a good shepherd. And what he has come to do is not just to shepherd famous people with a big platform, but to shepherd normal people like you and me to be our good shepherd. Now, before I, before I uh, took my little time off, I thought we were a spirit-filled church. I, and today I feel like I'm preaching to myself. So decide, come on now, let's try this again. So Jesus comes and he shows us in a fresh way what God is like. And Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Meaning David's not just sharing about this one guy long ago. Jesus is saying, this is who God is. This is who I am. And I want to shepherd you. I'll preach to myself if you guys aren't going to preach with me. But I'm telling you, Jesus is the good shepherd. And he has come to preach you. So when we read this and we're wondering about what God is like, we hear David's testimony. But I want to give you something even better than David's testimony. The face of Jesus saying, I am. I'm a good shepherd to you. You, my friend, have a good shepherd. So if you're here today and you're trying to piece through who God is, right? This shepherd picture is such a great picture that our world like sheep has gone astray, that people are doing all sorts of things that leads to all sorts of pain and brokenness in our life. And our story is not that God has abandoned us, but that we have abandoned God. We are trying to be our own shepherds and do life on our own terms. But Jesus loved us so much that he has come for us, his lost and wandering sheep, his rebellious sheep. And he came and he's pursued you. And he's pursued me like a shepherd would go after sheep. And he's bringing us back into his family. He's bringing us back into his fold. That when he died on the cross, he's not the type of shepherd that's exploiting the sheep. And I want to fatten you up so I can kill you. No, Jesus, the good shepherd, is the one who gave his life for the sheep. That he gave his life for you and me and our sin and our rebellion on the cross. And he rose again on the third day, defeating the power of death and Satan and giving an invitation to you and to me that we could come back to the fold, that we could come back to his loving care, him being the good shepherd of our lives. If you're trying to piece together the story, that's the message of the Bible. And that Jesus is our good shepherd, is leading our world and wants to heal our world and bring us all to a place of wholeness. If you're here today, 
and you're feeling empty and worn out and spent over the last 18 months, if coronavirus and then the murder of George Floyd and all the, the racial pain and injustice in our nation has gripped you. If you were worn out and drained by the election and the polarization and the, just the division in our nation. And then we have the riot at the Capitol and everything that's gone on on that dynamic. If you're on empty and then that doesn't account for even the things you've gone through personally, parents. You have tried to navigate COVID with kids and schools and quarantines and masks and shields and all of that. Teachers, you've tried to teach where first it was in a classroom and then on a dime you were sent home to become a virtual teacher. And then you were saying, hey, now you don't have to be an in-person teacher. You need to teach virtually and in-person at the same time. And yes, you're going to have kids in and out, in and out. You're going to need to navigate all that. And oh yeah, you're going to do that in a mask. Oh my goodness, you come to the end of the school year. If you're on empty, I understand. If you're a business owner or you're a business leader, right? We come to March last year and you're like, what in the world is going to happen to my business? And you're thinking about that and you're thinking about payroll and you're thinking about, is everything going away? We've all navigated so many challenges over the last 18 months. And so if you're weary, I want you to lean forward with me. I want you to plug into the charger for a moment. I want you to know you have a good shepherd. And you may be empty today, but your shepherd sees you. He knows you. He loves you. He's with you. And he is going to lead and provide and guide for you. I want you to experience comfort from the Holy Spirit today. I know life can be confusing. I know emotions can be overwhelming. I know we can get in just in places where like, I just don't even know which way is up. I want you to know if you're feeling like that today, guess what? Your shepherd knows and he's here in our midst and he's encouraging and he's comforting and he's building people up. Kids, as you think about school coming up, kids in the room, Kids in the sanctuary, as you're thinking about school or friends or sports and you're trying to make your way, I want you to know that you have a good shepherd. You don't have to figure it out on your own, but your shepherd wants to go with you into your school. Your shepherd wants to go with you onto your sports team. Your shepherd wants to go with you into those relationships where you don't quite know how to fit in. Your shepherd wants to go with you. You have a good shepherd. If you're here and you're dating, or you're thinking about dating and you're trying to decide about a relationship, I want you to know you don't have to figure it out on your own. You don't have to look within and hope you get it right. You have a good shepherd who wants to lead and to guide you. If you're married, I want you to know that when you come to challenges in the road and you don't know which way to go, you have a good shepherd for your marriage. You're not on your own. Parents, as you're trying to navigate issues with children and you're thinking through this and that and they're doing this and I don't know what to do, you don't have to figure it out on your own. You don't have to hope in Google. Use Google, it's helpful, but I'm saying you have a shepherd overall who knows and who is committed to you. You guys remember the movie Back to the Future? where Biff, or I think his name is Biff, goes to the future, gets the, the sports results, comes back, and now he knows the future, and he becomes a, a millionaire because he can gamble on the games and knows who's going to win. I've been to the future. 
I've been to the future. I want to tell you something about the future. You have a good shepherd who's there. You may blow it this week. You may blow it next month. You may get to a place where you're like, I have no idea what to do. As you think about the future, I just want you to know you have a good shepherd who's there. So David says, because I have a good shepherd, I lack nothing. And he's going to go in and spend the rest of the psalm talking about the benefits that you and I get from being underneath our shepherd, Jesus's loving care from him being our shepherd. David's going to testify. He said, first, he makes me lie down in green pastures. And he leads me beside quiet waters. First reason David says he lacks nothing is because the shepherd leads him to places where he can recharge, to places where he can refuel, where he can eat in green pasture, where he can lie down beside still waters. The shepherd is a faithful provider. Now, lest you think that David had an easy life and everything was smooth. So he was like, yeah, the Lord has been my provider. No, 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 no. You don't know David's story. You don't know where he's been. David was born into a dysfunctional family. He said that he was conceived in sin. When the great man of God comes looking for the next king, his dad says, hey, bring out all my other sons. Don't worry about David over there, right? Fairly broken family, right? He goes, he wins an incredible battle and he becomes a servant of the king, but the king is a psycho king who tries to kill him. So you think you have a crazy boss, Read in scripture about David. Saul was a psycho and is trying to kill him. And that was David's boss for years and years and years. He had fought his fair share of battles. He had dysfunctional marriages. He had incredible personal failures. He had lost loved one. He had kids who at times turned against him and tried to take the throne from him. And in the midst of all this, he had encountered time And again, the Lord's loving care and provision. God had been his faithful provider in the midst of the challenges of life. Because when we say the Lord is our shepherd, we're not saying that everything is going to be easy. We're not saying that everything is going to work out up and to the right. What we're saying is that in the midst of life's challenges, as he speaks later, in the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, even there... We have a shepherd who is with us, who is providing for us, who's leading us to places of green pasture, who's leading us to places of still water to drink and refresh our souls. So how in the world did this happen? Because again, my goal today is not just to teach you about a charger or explain the functions of a charger. I want you to be recharged. Here are some things that we see in David's life that helped him experience the provision of the Lord, that helped him experience the green pastures and the still waters, the restoration of soul. He uh, was regular in worship services like this. So you showed up today, way to go. You can already check one off the list. He would describe time and time again, coming into the presence of God and being filled with great amounts of joy, being filled and refreshed and restored. It was in the presence of the Lord where God fed him, where God satiated his thirst, where God restored his soul. David had godly friends. He had a best friend named Jonathan. And in that relationship, he found strength. That was one of the ways that God provides. How many of you know that God provides for us 
through godly friends. So in the presence of the Lord, with godly friends, God uh, provided for David through prophetic ministry and accountability. In the midst of David's failure, when he took another man's wife and then had that man killed with his kingly power, right? There was a prophet named Nathan who came and he called him out. And rather than pulling back in that moment, David realized this is the Lord shepherding me in my foolishness, shepherding me in my sin. And he repented and he was restored. And that is how God shepherds us. He had running buddies, the camaraderie of mighty men. That's why we do life groups so that we can run together and face life's challenges together. And it's through these means of grace that God restores and feeds and nurtures our soul. So you might be like, well, okay, Zach, what's in it for me? Okay, that makes sense, but, but let's connect it to my life. Okay, let's do that. We're all going to go through places of hunger and thirst. We're all gonna find times and places where we need a recharge. And you can either go through life hungry and thirsty and looking for a charger and trying to find anything that will give you a little bit of charge, Or you can have Jesus as your good shepherd who will lead you to faithful places to feed your spirit and recharge your soul. Sometimes uh, people share with me that in these places of hunger and thirst, they tell me, hey, I'm going to take a break from church for a while. I'm going to take a break from, uh, they don't ever say it like they're going to take a break from Jesus, but, but they're going to take a break from kind of being with his people. And what ends up happening, I want to tell you that sometimes they just say, I don't, I don't feel that. I'm not feeling it right now, Pastor Zach. I'm not feeling it. And I understand that you might feel that way sometimes. I understand that I might feel that way sometimes. But Mythbuster here, that's actually not what you want to do. Those are actually the times where you want to lean in rather than be like, ah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Because what happens is drifting away from the shepherd happens little by little by little by little, right? And as you do that, then you begin to settle for really second-rate places to recharge rather than trusting the shepherd in his timing and with his people to lead you to a place to really provide, a place to really recharge your souls. Where does this happen? Sometimes in relationship, you're single and you'd like to be married and you've been waiting on God a long time. And in waiting on God a long time, even though you may not say it, I don't know, this, this, this charger is here. Yeah, you know, I know it may not be the best charger. It may not be the one that God's providing, but you, 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 you might... Be, you might be tempted to settle for a second-rate charger, and you drift. Um, sometimes uh, you're married, and you've tried, and you've tried, and you tried married people in the church. Look at me now. You've tried, and you've hit wall after wall after wall, and it's just like, I don't know. I don't know that we can keep going. I don't know that I can keep going like this, and you're tempted just to escape and to look for another charger, but I want you to know you have a faithful shepherd even in that. Don't drift. Don't move away from your shepherd in those times of trial. Lean in and call out to him. You're in a career that you followed God into, but now you're in it and it's not working out the way that you hope. And it's easy to think, let me jump ship and kind of be my own shepherd. But the Lord wants to shepherd you even in those places. 
I also want to remind us that we are a church and our role as the church one to another is to be expressions of God's shepherding care and provision for one another, that we are to be Jonathan's to David's. We are to be Nathan's to David's. We're to be Abigail's to David's. We are to be those type of people that help each other experience God's shepherding care. We're not just a service. We're not just a group gathered, but we are God's shepherding presence, caring for one another together. Now, then he says, the Lord refreshes my soul or restores my soul. I read the memoir of a shepherd who described what this actually is, that when sheep get turned over, they can't get themselves right side up. So they'll be attacked by a predator or they'll freak out and they'll just die on their backs because they can't get themselves turned back up. And sheep are fairly prone to getting turned over like this. So when this says the Lord restores my soul, what it means is the shepherd comes along and picks the sheep that's fallen over and puts them right side up, brings them back to their feet, restores their life. Now, you and I both know we've been through some times where we've gotten turned on our back and we've needed somebody to come and turn us over, right? To restore us. I've got a funny video that illustrates kind of a similar concept that will make you laugh, but we'll all be able to relate to it if you guys can roll that clip. All right, number three, what the heck is going on here? Oh, oh no, what, what is, is that? that? Oh, oh come, come on. on. What are we showing? What is what going is on? It's, oh, boy. Oh, it's a good news story. It gets better. Yeah. It was a good news story. Oh, <laughs> oh come on. Yeah, yeah. At that point. There's a point. Yeah, you're like, listen, oh. I helped you once. What is that crack even doing there? Well, it's like, it looks like a canal a or a ditch. Oh, jeez. Did they get him out the second time? Sheep, not smart. Oh, I hope so. Oh, oh ow, 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 ow. That sheep just went ow. from a rescue to oh. dinner. Now. And I'm going to run away. Here I go. Yeah. Whee! Oh. It was that last jump. He could have just, just stepped over. He had to go showboat. Oh, Moron. That's why you got you to gotta play to the whistle, Larry, right? Yeah, you can't just be showing there. off, trying yeah. to, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> I think we can all relate to that sheep at times, right? You get out of one jam, jumping along, fall right back in another, and we need a shepherd. You need a shepherd. There are going to be times and places in life where you get turned upside down, where you fall in the trench that's there that you should have known to avoid, but you didn't, and you're there. And I want you to know you have a shepherd who comes into those places and restores your soul, who brings you out and sets you upright. And because we have a good shepherd, one who guides us, one who provides for us, one who restores our soul. We want to take time as we close today to go to him and worship in a fresh way. So I'm going to invite you to stand as we close. I want you to know today that you have a shepherd who provides you have a shepherd who feeds. You have a shepherd who hydrates you. You have a shepherd who restores your soul. You have a good shepherd. And as we go into a time of worship here, I know that we have many new people with us every week. I want to just share one thing with you. We're not just singing a song as our tradition to wrap up a service. But we believe that God, by the Holy Spirit, wants to come and wants to encourage you wants to bring you peace, wants to pour out his love and his grace in a fresh way in your life. 
And we know that God wants to work through his people to bring that encouragement and grace. And so as we close again, we're charging today. We're not learning about charging. We're charging. We're recharging. I'd like to invite our prayer and prophetic team to come forward. The worship team is going to lead us in a song. Even if you're not a singer, I want to encourage you to sing. Come on, prayer and prophetic team. Come on, staff. Come on, overseers. I want to encourage you to sing. Because as you sing these words, the Holy Spirit does something in you and in us together. And if you're here today and your batteries are on empty, all right, it'll just be uh, my wife, myself, and Marshall. Come on, prayer and prophetic team. I'll wait. If you're on staff, if you're an overseer, I would love for you to come forward. If you uh, are empty today, if you're in need of a recharge, if you're in need of a restore in your heart, if you feel like, man, I am that sheep that right now I'm stuck in a ditch, or you're the sheep that kind of drifted away from your shepherd and you're trying to make your way back, I want to encourage you to come forward. Our prayer and prophetic team would love to minister to you. We'd love to pray for you. We believe in the Holy Spirit to do something in our midst in this moment that you would leave impacted by the Lord, that we'd leave having met with the Lord. God is in this place. I'm gonna pray for us and then we're gonna worship and respond. Jesus, thank you that you are a good shepherd. Thank you that you are lovingly shepherding your sheep. Thank you that you lead us to green pastures. You make us lie down there. You, you refresh us with quiet waters. Lord, you restore our soul. I pray for all my friends today here gathered in this room and online, God. You know the thousand situations that people are in. God, thank you that you are the good shepherd. I'm praying that you would come now and you would refresh and you would restore and you would renew. In Jesus' name, as the worship team leads us, I want to invite you to respond.